1: The NFL free agent window is open, and it's Locked on Cardinals. Your Monday podcast, Bo Brock, Alex Clancy. Make sure you're following along on Twitter. For all the breaking news, at Locked on AZ Cards, at Clancy's Corner for Alex, and at B-O-B-R-A-C-K Bob Rack to follow me. Bo Brock, uh, the March Madness, the brackets are out there. I'm sure you're just staring at them and like, I've got a couple days to get this done, but the real madness is this negotiation window which opened up just about an hour and some change ago and the Arizona Cardinals Alex they're a team that's pretty much just re-signing players after making the big splash with JJ Watt they've decided to kind of keep especially their special teams intact
0: yeah you know uh we've we've been pounding the table this whole offseason while well, this whole offseason you know whatever uh, a month and a half or two months about just finding a strength on this roster. And the Cardinals have solidified what they deem to be their strength through March 15th of 2021. And that is the pass rush slash front seven when they brought back uh, Marcus Golden on a two year, $9 million team friendly deal. Um, Bo, it's so important that they now have an anchor on the defense that's not just Buda Baker over the top. And now there's really only one glaring issue on the defense. We'll get to it later, but this has been a very, very important, impactful, and not you know a not huge wave making, but a smart, prudent approach at how to recreate last year's uh, performance on defense. We're streaming
1: live right now. Uh, if if you get enough heads up, you can tune in. You can comment. You can give us your thoughts on who you think the Arizona Cardinals should. Uh, pursue in the with the free agent window being open. It's at Lockdown Cards on Twitter, of course, at Lockdown AZ Cards on Facebook, and we're streaming live on YouTube. Uh, of course, this episode's it's brought to you by Built Bar. Go to builtbar.com, use the promo code Locked15, and you'll get 15% off your next order. That's going to the website builtbar.com and using the promo code Locked15 for 15% off your next order. So let's get into the moves, Alex. The team has tendered one-year contract offers to restricted free agent linebacker Dennis Gardeck, special teams ace Zeke Turner, and exclusive rights to linebacker Kylie Fitz, who's kind of he was a pass rusher, he was also a special teamer, and the team is also reportedly bringing back punter Andy Lee. All those guys are big-time players on teams, and then you've got the news today, it was Marcus Golden re-upping on a two-year deal with the Arizona Cardinals. And uh, I think it pays $9 million, according to Ian Rappaport. Let's break down the biggest deal of them all, and that's Golden returning.
0: Yeah, I mean, obviously, this makes it look less and less likely that Hassan Reddick will be an Arizona Cardinal next season, unless he wants to come back on a one-year $3 million deal or something like that, where he completely strikes out uh, in free agency, which doesn't seem to be the case, especially with how many teams that need pass-rushing help that have a lot of money. Um, So he's most likely gone, which you know, good. Hopefully you make your money somewhere else. It's on I've been, I was texting you last night. I was all over Twitter last night about, <laughs> I really hope that this won't bite the Cardinals in the ass. 26 year old passwords are coming off a career year and um, it shouldn't, but bringing Marcus Golden back is the safe approach. Definitely where you know that you'll have a floor of seven or eight sacks a year. Somebody that knows the defense. Now somebody that's been in Arizona Cardinal will be great in the locker room. Um, it's important that they've checked the box. They checked the Andy Lee box. You mentioned all the special teams boxes that they've checked. They checked the linebacker pass rushing box again, and that's two less things you need to worry about after an hour and a half into the legal tampering period, which is, it's important.
1: Yeah, it's, it's crucial, especially when you talk about just being a team that not only is going to be kind of feared on the defensive side of the football You've already got the pieces in place with DeAndre Hopkins and Kyler Murray. Now, you're hoping that they might add to that offense. They should add to that offense this offseason. But that special team, something that Jeff Rogers, since he entered the building in 2018, kind of the lone takeaway from that brutal offseason and brutal season, in twenty eighteen. Jeff Rogers has been a solid special teams coordinator and their special teams were right there. I mean, they were tied for the league lead as far as special team turnovers with three. And that was those were big time plays in those games. It helped the Cardinals get a win. It's just it's just you have to succeed on all three levels, and the Arizona Cardinals are making sure that they've got the players in order to do that. Now, one of their big special teamers, Trent Sherfield, it looks like he'll have the ability to check to kind of just test the market. We'll see what happens with Trent Sherfield. I'm sure somebody like Bill Belichick is just like drooling at the idea of bringing in like Matthew Slater 2.0. So we'll see if the Arizona Cardinals can like bring him back. Uh, with Hassan Reddick, there have been two pass rushers so far that have come off the open market. And uh including Shaq Barrett, they're gonna, you know, stick with their teams. The Detroit Lions retain a big time pass rusher and Barrett returns to Tampa. Now, Barrett signed the deal, what was it, seventy two million dollars with like thirty-six million dollars guaranteed, and he mm-hmm. gets uh five point six million dollar cap hit this first season. If the Arizona Cardinals could finagle something like that with Hassan Reddick, I think it's very possible to bring him back. But Look, well, I mean, it wouldn't be for that much money. I mean, we're on the same right. page about that, right? Right, but I mean, as far as the two guys that had less sacks than Reddick did in 2020, I mean, Barrett had eight, uh, and the guy from Detroit had, I think, 10, and of course, Hassan Reddick had 12 and a half. Now, it helped that he was going up against Alex Clancy at t- left tackle for the New York Giants and had five sacks mm-hmm. in one game, but it was... Yeah. Uh, Hassan Reddick, I, I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility that he comes back, just seeing how... These teams are manipulating
0: the cap. Well, let me ask you: What's more important? And I'll ask you. I'll tell you why I'm asking you this. After what's more important right now, Patrick Peterson or Hassan Redick? And the reason why I ask is you need to diversify your 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 uh, portfolio here. It's it's strong <laughs> to quite strong at this point, right. but you need to diversify it. Or you can say, you know what we are going to have our solidified anchor for the next two to three years. And it's going to be our pass rush. And that's going to be what quarterbacks fear from us. And the corners are going to have to deal with uh, in the, the rest of free agency or through the draft. So right now, what's more important, say the money is the same. You can move things around Patrick Peterson at 31, when the season starts or a son, at 26.
1: I'm going to say that uh, lockdown corners are tougher to come by. And I would go with Patrick Peterson because I, I, I said this earlier in the offseason that as far as Redick, Kennard, and Golden, if you bring back any of those guys, and, and Kennard is still on the roster, that you have enough to kind of supplement your pass rush with the guys you already have in place in Chandler Jones and J.J. Watt. Now, are you setting yourself up for future success? No, because your two top pass rush specialists are over 30, but we know where the big glaring need is for this Arizona Cardinals roster now, and it's the cornerback position. But you're right. If you have the ability to you know, make quarterbacks uncomfortable, it makes the corner's jobs that much easier. But you still can't move forward with a bunch of ham sandwiches. All right now, there's only four guys in the, in, in the cornerback's room. And it's Robert Alford, who was released and re-signed, hasn't played it down in the last two seasons. And it's Byron Murphy, a former second-round pick, who you're hoping will kind of take a big leap in his third season but has mostly shown that he's a he's he's more of an impact player inside in the slot corner position not on the outside
0: yeah no I mean it's true and, and the reason why I brought it up is because exactly what you mentioned there is now a shelf life on this defense Marcus Golden's 30 Patrick uh, uh, Chandler Jones is 30 31 JJ Watt same age and those are three of the, as of right now, four most important defensive players you have. We'll see what happens with Isaiah Simmons. You know, the jury's still out. Buda Baker's young and he'll be around for hopefully the next decade, depending on what happens. But there is a shelf life 100% now with the, the path that the Cardinals have chosen to take. So that's why the Asana Reddick thing is interesting. Chances are, again, we're going around in circles with this whole thing because we can't believe that we're having this conversation. Like right. we thought that the greatest thing that Steve Kime has done in his in his tenure was was declining Hassan Redick's fifth year option, which now looks like an idiotic move. But who who could have seen this coming? Yeah,
1: it's pretty wild to think that we're even talking about Hassan Redick making this roster. I mean, he didn't have the benefit of preseason games last year. We didn't know what to expect from Hassan Reddick. We know that at the end of the 2019 season, he was given more of an opportunity to get after the passer. We knew he had the athleticism, but we didn't see any kind of impact in his first, what, three seasons in the league. And then in year four, he absolutely pops. And we're seeing pass rushers command big contracts early on as this negotiation window is just opening. It's Locked On Cardinals, part of your Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, Bo Brock, Alex Clancy. Let's get into... The big-name free agents that haven't landed as of the recording of this podcast. We'll check in on who Alex and I are looking at and kind of keeping tabs on before they sign on the dotted line or negotiate a deal over the next, what, less than 48 hours. We're now in the thick of it as far as the negotiation window. We'll get into that. It's locked on Cardinals, part of your On Podcast Network, your team, every day. Yesterday, Selection Sunday. I'm sure you're staring at your brand spanking new NCAA tournament bracket and try to figure out where the upsets are. Bet online is the fastest, easiest way to bet on all your sports action. You like a couple games in the first round. you see some upsets, might as well make some money off of it. Yeah, football might be over, but of course, college basketball, the NBA, NHL, Major League Baseball soon. They'll be in full swing. BetOnline even covers the award shows. Did you see the Grammys last night? Did you think that you had maybe an idea of who was going to take home some hardware? You Could have made some cash on it at BetOnline.ag. Real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. And BetOnline also has you covered as far as the news. Scores and odds. It's the best way to place your bets and free to sign up. Head over to the website. Use your mobile device and sign up today to receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Bo Brock, Alex Clancy, hanging out with you on a Monday. The clocks changed, right, but not in Arizona. You guys hold strong. We're not changing our clocks. But as no. far as uh, the free agency window, it opened up an hour later because of the time change. It was noon Eastern, and we saw, I think the first big deal was Shaq Barrett getting that contract from the Bucks, and We've seen Jonu Smith, a guy that a lot of Cardinals fans thought could uh, bolster the pass game, a guy that had a successful run in Tennessee, but now he's going to uh, he's going to New England, and he's going to catch passes, presumably from Cam Newton, I guess, unless they decide to do something at the quarterback position. I don't know. They brought Cam Newton back, was it last week on the, another one-year deal? So Jonu Smith off the off the I guess off the market. We saw, uh, was it uh, Kevin Zeitler? Was it the guard? He uh, was released by the Giants. He signs a deal immediately with the Baltimore Ravens. Um, and I'm not seeing you know, many other big deals out there just yet. The right. big names, I mean, especially the big name wide receivers are still available. We're still seeing Kenny Galladay. We're seeing guys like uh, Juju Smith-Schuster. All those guys, was it Will Fuller? All those guys are still available you think that the Arizona Cardinals with all these tiny moves are still putting themselves in a position to be a
0: player for a big time player? You no, know, here's the thing is Zach Ertz's name continues to pop up in my head. And it's, it's, uh, there was a report out that Philly wanted a third or fourth rounder for him, which I think is high at this point. If you can trade Zach Ertz for a fifth round pick, don't you have to do it? Like, listen, people are looking at last year. People are looking at Zach Ertz. Uh, season last year negatively like they're looking at a son reddick season positively they're both kind of misnomers Zach Hertz obviously has, has had injury concerns but nate sudfeld jalen hurts uh and uh whatever the hell his name is that's now in that's now in uh carson wentz that's now in indy <laughs> that offense was terrible the offensive line was out all year the the uh Position players were all hurt. I'm telling you, Zach Ertz is a little on the expensive side, but in the day and age of restructuring, if he can get another chance to potentially get another contract after this one is up, I'm sure he'd be happy to restructure. They'd move things around, turn things into signing bonuses, you know, just do their magician work that capologists do. I would happily trade a fifth-round pick for Zach Ertz at this point to shore up your tight end position. He's another great red zone threat, and he's yearning to show everybody that he can still play football. I think that is a great elixir for a team that doesn't want to spend a lot of money in the tight end position, that never really has, and you can get a guy that's been a high-impact guy at some point in recent history at least.
1: Yeah, I I just think that getting Zach Ertz, if he's your option to boost – the playmaking opposite DeAndre Hopkins—that's kind of putting lipstick on a pig, because of how bad his production dropped off last season. And I, I, for him to kind of recapture what he had like within the last four seasons, where he was one of the best and probably the top red zone target in the NFL, close to it—I um, I just don't know. I, I'm very skeptical. I know that he's got A.Z. ties. His wife grew up, I think, in Mesa. The the uh, was it Julie Johnston? She's Zachert's wife. You know, it'd be interesting. I just don't know if, if the number's worth it. Fifth-round pick, sure. I don't have a problem with that. I think even if if that's just the cost to, to get him on the roster, fine. I just, they still need somebody that has the ability, when the ball's in their hands, to to make big plays. Because outside of DeAndre Hopkins, they're they're still locking, lacking that. And I just don't see Zach Ertz as, as, as the guy. I, I know what he's done. I'm just really skeptical of what he can do going forward in his career. I still well, think he can be effective. So-
0: yeah, I mean, and you're right. I mean, I, I complete, I agree with everything you're saying. But looking at his numbers from Spotrac, I'm still trying to track down Michael Gennetti, have him on the show. Uh, we've been playing phone tag. Um, it would only be, it'd be less than a five million dollar cap hit this year. Yeah, he's set to make a seven, 7.7 would be dead cap for Philly. And the the last two years of his contract are dummy years. So he's already restructured. This would be a one-year prove-it deal, a perfect situation where you're, where you're paying upwards of $7.5 million for a dude that still has a lot in the tank. He's 30 years old, man. Like, he's not 35. This isn't a Jimmy Graham situation or, or something like that. Like, this could be a potentially great upside situation move. if And a fifth-round pick, listen, people overvalue draft picks so much. If you're telling me that you wouldn't take a shot on Zach Ertz for a fifth round pick of what may or may not be, Tom Brady ain't walking through that door. You know, I mean, you're not going to get somebody in the fifth round that's usually going to have any sort of impact on the team. So why not take a flyer, especially for that price? I just after seeing that price, I'm now all in on the fifth round pick for Zach Ertz camp if that's a price that. Philly would be willing to accept.
1: Yeah, and we'll see what they do at the tight end position because, I mean, Dan Arnold could could potentially exit this organization and you, you, you need a guy that's going to catch the football. Um, you know, Max Williams is more your run-blocking tight end, but 36 catches for 335 yards in 11 games, one touchdown for Zach Ertz, but also his his main guy, Carson Wentz, had the worst season of his career. And well, how much did that play a factor in it? Uh, Dallas Gard- Goddard was in and out of lineup, you know, Battling injuries, I, I I guess I I still think if if you were to have maybe a package of if you were to kind of bolster your offense by adding a guy like Marvin Jones and having Zach Ertz, be interesting. I mean, they still have to find you know another playmaker as far as at the wide receiver position because I think really thinking that you can rely on 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 a guy like Christian Kirk as he goes into his fourth season, I don't know if that that's he's just not reliable enough. So far, he showed, especially at the end of last season, he wasn't able to get that separation.
0: Uh, can we touch on this really quickly? The fact that Aaron Jones got re-signed by the Packers. Yeah. Is a very, very good thing for the Cardinals. Huge. Let's yeah, yeah I, that was yesterday. Fantastic news for the Arizona Cardinals that Steve Kime didn't get a bug up his rear end to go <laughs> make a splash signing because, you know, it, it, would, it would be a splash signing. It just the Marvin Jones thing, like, Bo, I, I'm telling you, I don't, like the Kenny Galladay thing would be fun for us. Come on, it'd be fantastic to have number 19 and number 10 line, line up either alongside each other or on the outside on opposite sides of the field it would be incredible with Kyler Murray throwing on the rock. But prudently, signing the boring names is the way the Cardinals most likely will, will, will be going. And I don't know if Marvin Jones is, like, Marvin Jones has proven that he's great around the red zone. He can run every route in the tree. Okay, He can go deep. He can be a possession receiver. But that may be the sexiest that it gets. And they might, may not even be able to sign him. There's so much money floating around with teams that need wide receiver help that T.Y. Hilton may be the, 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 the top of the mountain and hopefully they'd be able to sign somebody like him. But I don't know. Like It could be a very boring wide receiver crew going into next year. Some very exciting rumors starting to circulate
1: involving the Arizona Cardinals, how they could bolster their offensive line. Peter Schrager's is reporting. I'll have that. Plus, we'll wrap up with some thoughts on what we heard from our guy, B. Mac Bryant McFadden, on Friday on where Patrick Peterson could potentially land. Is it back in the desert or is it elsewhere? It's locked on Cardinals. Bo, Alex, make sure you're following along on Twitter at locked on AZ cards, at Clancy's Corner, and at B O B R A C K, at Bob Rack. We'll be right back. Yesterday might have been selection Sunday, but the madness, it's already been going on for a week. And I'm talking about the built bar bracket. 2021 the sweetest game around and we're deep into this tournament already punching tickets to the sweetest 16 the enticing eight continues check out BuiltBar.com to cast your vote for your favorite built bar and we will crown a champion of the best tasting protein bar on the market if you haven't heard built bar is changing the game because it's the best tasting protein bar ever They've got over 18 amazing flavors. They're always coming out with new flavors and they're just as delicious. They're just as delicious as they are healthy. Great for the health conscious person out there, anybody who's trying to lose or maintain weight, they can indulge in this delicious treat while doing it. The bars are low in calorie, low in sugar but high in protein, high in fiber and great for the keto diet. Right now, go to BiltBar.com. Use the promo code LOCKEDON20. That's LOCKEDON20, and you'll get 20% off your next order. Use the promo code LOCKEDON20 for 20% off at com, and cast your vote for who you believe is the best-tasting protein bar from Bilt Bar. It was Peter Schrager tweeting out one team to watch for free agent All-Pro center Corey Lindsley, the Arizona Cardinals. Arizona has made protecting Kyler Murray its chief priority this offseason – Lindsley, formerly of the Packers, is one of the top interior offensive linemen in the game. Slam dunk, no doubt about it. You upgrade over Mason Cole, and uh, I, look, you, you get an All-Pro lineman. I, I don't even know care what the deal is. I that's you and I are on board for offensive lineman. Am I wrong by saying that?
0: No. And the thing, so again, you save nine million dollars by cutting Justin Pugh or it's seven and then it's nine after June 1st. So it would probably be seven to free up the salary cap, the salary cap necessary to do it. Now finding a left guard in the draft, it, it the extra money that you can save by cutting Justin Pugh makes it all the more while to sign a high impact guy on the offensive line. It's a rebate. <laughs> it's a rebate. It is. I mean, it's like, it's like, it's a mail-in rebate. Like you're not going to see it right away, but you'll see it at some point. And yeah, I mean, this, it would be a home run. Again, another huge box would be checked. If you have, it's like you have your skeleton set. Center, left uh, left tackle with DJ Humphreys, and I'm assuming Kevin Beecham's not going to garner that much money for agency. You bring him back, or have Justin Murray or Josh Jones, who have been, Justin Murray's been fine, and you figure out the rest after. Yeah, Whether you do it in the draft, first round, second round, whatever. Having the anchor in the center would be a huge, especially if they do it this early. Like if they do it right away, you have so much time to plan for what you want the rest of your offseason to look like. But when Peter Schrager is also a Arizona Cardinals homerific Homer. Yeah. He loves the Cardinals more than anything, so I don't know exactly how much weight is in this, but it's fun to talk about. Yeah, I
1: mean, he's 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 got his ties to the organization and he's he's had some insight before, so you know, uh, I'll take it obviously with a grain of salt with any reports you should take with a grain of salt, but you know, he was big on Sam Bradford. Let's let's. That, I think that's what your point is, and that's all you have to say to kind of make people say, "Okay, this is I, this is where this guy's coming from, and this is where he's been before." But as far as the Arizona Cardinals and, and bringing that, I mean, when you look at the teams that have been so successful in the last couple of years, especially New England, where they really thrived, was securing those lines. And you add a guy like JJ Watt and you add a guy like Corey Lindsley on top of what you already had in place. I mean, when you, yeah, you talk about like kind of the skeleton, like the bones that you have are already there, and you add those guys and you reinforce that. I mean, because these 48 hours that we're in the midst of, as far as this negotiation window, they're going to be some big deals signed. And then after that, there's still going to be a talented crop of tier two free agents that are not going to be able to kind of secure the bag this offseason. They're going to have to find teams that they feel they can go title chase with or go in a one-year prove-it deal until the money's back next offseason. So the Arizona Cardinals, if they if they hit on one of these big guys, one of these big names, and Lindsley absolutely is, it, it makes them all the more enticing to free agents who are going to have to make a tough decision later in the offseason. Right. And unfortunately,
0: the Cardinals aren't in a they don't have the ability to just wait around and be a team. You know what? Maybe the price will go down. Like Johnnie Smith getting $50 million. It's probably going to end up being a bad contract. It just is. I mean, he's not Gronk. Uh, He was used somewhat sparingly, comparatively speaking to other big high volume tight ends in the NFL last year. And the majority was a a run first offense in Tennessee. Like he had his flashes with Corey Lindsley. It's like, if you want him, you have to outbid. And this is the chunk of money you're gonna spend. And it's gonna bite your ass on the tail end. But for the first couple of years with Kyler Murray and his rookie scale contract, it's gonna be a home run. They, they just don't have the ability to wait and hope the price goes down because it won't.
1: It won't. As far as Patrick Peterson goes, How did you feel after our interview with Bryant McFadden from Friday? Would you come away? Did you feel like P2 could potentially return to the desert?
0: I don't know, man. I mean, he was Brian was. Listen, he was a, a wizard with his with his wordsmith ability. He's got a future in politics. Like, yeah. Like I was we were we were texting and talking after. Like when when you threw when you threw his feet to the fire, you he said, Hey, where is he gonna land? You're like he said, I'll give three teams. No, wait, I'll give four teams because I have to throw the Cardinals in there. Yeah. What the hell do you mean? But does that mean you're number just one? A Cardinals? Or He put him number one because he had to at that point. Or you look at it as these are the three teams that it could be other than the Cardinals, and this is what I'm projecting. Like, the NFC West one, I mean, there are rumblings out of San Francisco. They want Patrick Peterson. Yeah, You know, like, I just don't know. It's going to go full bore either. He goes somewhere, takes the money, cool, benign. You're not going to fault him for it. He takes equal money to some other team that's a contender. You can't really fault him for it, even though it'll burn a little bit like you were crying last week, or he goes somewhere in the NFC West and says, F you, I'm not a Cardinal anymore, and then it's game on. I don't think the latter of those three options will happen. I don't think he's going to go to Seattle or San Francisco. I think he has too much respect for the organization and everything they've done for him up to this point. But what did Bryant say? What's important to Patrick Peterson? Yeah, obviously
1: the business part of it, right? But San Francisco doesn't have a quarterback.
0: Yeah, true. That probably yeah, it'd probably be the last. I mean, so is Trevor Lawrence a quarterback? Yeah, I think cuz it's more it's more unknown. Like I think a lot, a lot of, of people
1: and I don't know if it's fair or not as far as Jimmy G. I I we we saw what we've seen. We saw him as far as in his uh handful of games in 2020 he struggled. And the last time we really saw him on a, on a big stage, he missed Emmanuel Sanders on a on a bunny throw. So does Patrick Peterson believe? Like, there's 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 a couple people. like There's opposite sides of the aisle as far as Jimmy G, and the jury remains out on that guy. Can you say San Francisco's a team with a quarterback? I think it's up in the air. But check out that interview for sure. It's still up. Uh, obviously, it's the last uh, podcast after this one. It's uh, Bryant McFadden from the All Things Covered podcast. We're keeping tabs. Make sure to, you're following along on Twitter at LockdownAZCards. We're gonna have a video up there breaking down the signings today, but anything else that pops, we'll have it for you right there at Lockdown AZ Cards, at Clancy's Corner, and at B-O-B-R-A-C-K. Anything else before we get out of here? It's one of those fluid days, Alex. Just
0: remember, we recorded this at ten fifteen Arizona <laughs> right. time. So if they signed Kenny Galladay and Marvin Jones after this, it didn't happen before we before we did it. So stop getting into our mentions about it.
1: Right. So <laughs> hopefully we don't have to just like Hopefully this has a longer shelf life, but at the same time, hopefully not. Hopefully the Cardinals... If not, we'll talk to you later today. All right. We'll talk to you then. Have a great rest of your Monday. Enjoy the free agent negotiation window. It's going to be a blast. It's Locked on Cardinals.